We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California, joined on the line with my sister Julie Dolan is in Dallas, Texas. Hey, Jewel. Yes. Hey, Liz. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good over good. here. Good. It's our other sister, Leanne Dolan, is the one that I'm worried about because, Leanne, you are a prisoner in your closet and really sealed in there today more than usual because of some tiling work that's going on downstairs in your home, correct? Yes. Yeah, so if you hear noises, that's it. It's it's really a critical day for the little kitchen refreshing slash remodeling we're doing. So there's mm-hmm. nothing that's just more dulcet than the tones of tile being cut. You know, that Ooh. is a great sound. So uh, if you hear it, uh, I apologize, but I am in the closet surrounded by you know, a lot of T-shirts. So hopefully that will muffle some of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I want to remind people that the Satellite Sisters shop is up and good to go. If you haven't had a chance to appreciate the little video that Leon and I shot and posted on both the Facebook group and the Facebook page, I recommend it just for sheer entertainment value. I mean, I've watched it so many times, sisters. <laughs> it's QVC quality. It's going to provide you with the same sense of harmony that, that I find by watching the Home Shopping Network. So I, I encourage people to do it. And some great gift-giving ideas by Sister Leanne. Yes. Thanks, yeah. Jewel. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Leanne's the best. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, okay, and you guys have a you, – your recaps are going to be a little late this week, right? We that, are, because due to scheduling stuff, uh, I'll just call it that, Leanne. Leanne and I are going to be posting our uh, our recaps of Dark and Madam Secretary late at the end of the week. Uh, would you say, Leanne, that's fair? Because we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it uh, at the end of the week. Uh, right. But we've I've watched them, so they're going to be worth talking to, talking about <laughs> at the end of the week, and it's going to be worth your wait. That's I also want everyone to know that. <laughs> well, you two are going to Nashville to give a speech, yeah. so that's why that's, we have to yeah, that's, push some. Yeah, we don't have to be vague. No one's being hospitalized. Yeah. You you are talking. You're talking <laughs> okay. to a group group of professional women. Okay, I guess that sounded like scheduling stuff. It, it could have sounded like I was yeah, having some getting a hysterectomy or something. Yeah, it did, yeah. frankly. It did. <laughs> no, no. No, we're just going to give a speech in yes. Nashville. Right. We're giving yeah. a speech to a women's group and by the way, if your organization, you know, if you're a business and you pay people to come give speeches to you, we're available. Just a reminder. Right. <laughs> We've right. already had the critical discussion, Leanne. I was like, Liz, what color are you wearing? Because yeah. we don't want to end up in the same color. No. That's that's always important just to, to have a little coordination there. Who cares what we say as long as our <laughs> outfits don't match? All right. We have a full show today. Uh, first up, we're going to tell you how to be a great guest at Thanksgiving. That's an important skill. I mean, all the focus goes on the hosting. But as a guest, you have some responsibilities. And we have some thoughts on that. Uh, Julie has two it sounds like uplifting news stories about pirates and the Bitter Business Bureau. So you're bringing the feel-good news, aren't you, Jill? Well, I mean, pirates, you know, I think we got on the pirate thing very early here at Satellite Sisters. So it's just an incredible tale. And, yes, I am bitter uh, in the B- Bitter Business Bureau uh, today. And I think you, I want you to join me in my bitterness. Yep. All right. Uh, it's the holiday time, so we got to start talking about some food. I have a whole food block. I have three food stories I want to bring to you. Um, also, an incredible follow-up. Remember a few mo- weeks ago, I suggested a business idea called the ladies' room about uh-huh. like private public ladies' rooms in New York City? So I got a pitch out of the blue. Someone is already working 
on a, a sort of the same idea. So I'm going to tell you about it because it is operational in one city in San Francisco and will soon be operational in two cities, including NYC. So I'm going to tell you about that. Um, Liz, you know, you had some um, technical issues go awry this week. And is mm-hmm. it a public apology you want to listen <laughs> No, no, it's more a little tech talk, Leanne, where I would say the subtitle is do what I say, not what I do. I just two gross violations on my own part, things that I knew I should not have been doing even as I was doing them, but I did them anyway. So I'm just going to put it out there. Don't do this. Don't be me. Uh, And then we have some great Facebook highlights from the week, Liz. You picked out some of your favorite posts from the Facebook group and you're bringing them to us at the end of the Mm -hmm. show. Mm hmm. Always, always. Okay, so let's start about this, how to be a good guest for Thanksgiving. The reason I was thinking about this is next Tuesday, the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, I'm going to be a guest on Afternoon Live on KATU in Portland, Oregon. I've been on there before. Leon, you've been on there. Uh, They invited us back to talk about something for Thanksgiving. And so I said, we should talk about how to be a good guest at Thanksgiving, because all the Thanksgiving shows are really about how to cook a turkey, mm-hmm. world's best cranberry sauce, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But most of us are just guests, you know, or at least in my, in my experience. <laughs> so so I've, yep. started to, I've started to work on my material, but I want you guys, because you have both frequently been Thanksgiving hosts, to help contribute to what I'm going to put on my guest checklist. Okay. All right. What do you have, Liz? Let's see. I I have a couple of things, you know, first of all, just follow the lead of the host when it comes to everything, timing, process, assigned dishes. This is not your turn to shine, right? Just follow instructions. That's important, right? Yeah, just do what you're told. Yes. Yeah. And come when, right? Come when you're supposed to come. Yes. Wear whatever she tells you, he or she tells you to wear, too. Yes. Right. So, um, and I say bring what you are assigned to bring along with the appropriate serving dishes and utensils, right? Because just showing up with your stuff in the plastic packaging that's not really helping anyone. No. So even if the hostess or host wants to switch it into one of their own dishes, fine, that's up to them. But your dish should be good to go, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And be okay. I would say also be aware. I, I had to counsel a friend through this last year. Some families have a very set menu for Thanksgiving. So yeah. if you're invited and you are like shocked that you can't bring X, Y, Z, or you want, you know, this special thing, and the host doesn't want you to bring it, just don't bring it, you know? Yeah. It's their, yeah. it's their Thanksgiving. So be helpful. Right. Don't, don't be judgy. Okay. Here's another one. I really believe from having witnessed both of you at work in your own kitchens on holidays that messing around in someone else's kitchen is really just as bad as messing around in their bathroom or their bedroom. Really just kind of, st- you're trying to be helpful, but kind of stay out of the way. And for God's sakes, don't start cooking anything, heating anything, don't do anything without the person in charge of the kitchen specifically asking you to do it, right? Just try right. to stay out of the way generally. Good tip. Right, because you're no help. You're no help. That's yeah. that's it. You yeah. know, I mean that if you don't know where the spoons are, if you don't know where any the pots and pans in the kitchen are, it's very, it's very hard for you to be of help to the host, right? Yes, yes. Okay, now we get into the things that are not food related. I had some more food ones, but let's. The first one I have is talk to the untalked to. 
right? There are always people at any Thanksgiving, you know, maybe it's the hard of hearing, maybe it's the people that everyone knows are really boring. Maybe it's just the, you know, the grandparents or the long lost relatives that people don't really know. I think if you want to be a good guest, seek out the people that no one is talking to and try to help them enjoy their day. What do you think about that one? I I like that, Liz. Super nice, Liz. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yes, 100%. Thanksgiving is a long event. It's a long day. So you'll have time to talk to the fun people and the people you want to talk to. So, right, spending a few minutes sitting next to the person and, and talking to them, fantastic idea. Yeah, be generous that way. And it's not as hard as you think. Just be curious about them, you know, just to ask them questions about themselves. It's like just just engage them in conversation, because sometimes you see someone who's kind of an island, even at a Thanksgiving table. And that's not good. So uh, so do that. Talk to the untalked to also come prepared with some lively, non-political material. We are not going to settle our political differences at the table and also have a strategy ready if you see the conversation going south. Just figure out what you're going to do. Like, how do you intersect what doesn't, that looks like an impending train wreck and change the direction of the conversation? Be a peacemaker, Liz. I love that. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's important. It can require some creativity, but it's worth doing. And a key part of that is really don't drink too much and keep an eye on those who do. (laughs) The host can't do everything. So that's a contribution that you can make. Yes. Yeah. I like that, Liz. Yeah. You have more? And, yeah, just one more. Um, in the cleanup, obviously, you can really shine in the cleanup. And there are lots of ways that you can do that. One of my own rules is get a first dishwasher load going between dinner and dessert, if that seems timely. You know, if you can, like, help clear the dinner dishes and actually don't just leave them in the sink, but get that first load through the dishwasher. Well, I'd like, I know at our Thanksgiving dinners, usually at your house, Leanne, there's some milling around while the desserts come out, and it's kind of a break in the action. Right. So take advantage of the break in the action to try to get cleanup started, but not in a way that disrupts the flow of the actual dinner. That's the key. Don't stand up in the middle. Some people start clearing right away. Let people linger over the dishes. But yeah, Yeah. there's definitely a break and, and there should be time. I also find too, it's probably easier as the host, if the leftovers... Like you need to really en- like engineer the leftovers and put them in the right Tupperware and stuff. So you're right. The guests washing and loading the dishwasher is more helpful than bringing all the dishes in at once. And, and sometimes it's chaotic. Like if there's a lot of stuff on the table, leave it on the table. Let the host handle the leftovers and you as the guest can do the actual dishwashing. It's a good idea. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you would add? I would say that you should bring a gift to the host. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Just something little, you know, maybe something from the Satellite Sisters (laughs) shop. Okay. Would be nice. That could be a nice gift or, you know, a little book or a little candle. Nothing that they have to heat or serve, but just an appreciation for when you are the host at Thanksgiving, it's, it is a lot of work. It just is, you know, and it's most cases it's joyful work, but it's very nice to acknowledge the host. It is. It's very, that's a nice little tradition to have. Like after everyone's gone, you open up your little package. You're like, Oh, that's nice. That was very thoughtful. Thank you. So yeah. 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 I think these are good tips, Liz. I'm proud of you. You're always a good guest. So you're a person, you're a perfect person to, uh, write this up because you're, okay. you're a I'm very thoughtful guest. I'm going to post this question. 
I'm going to post this question in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. If you want to add anything to the list between now and the end of the week, as I say, it's a week from Tuesday, so the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, that I'll be doing this segment on TV, so stay tuned. But you can contribute now if you want to. There you go. Okay. Well, I have a tale that you might want to tell on Thanksgiving Day, because this is an incredible story. Okay, I don't know if you saw the story about Adam and Emily Harto and their two children who are three, three years old and six years old. They're Californians, sisters. They were in their early 30s and they wanted to explore the southernmost tip of South America. Uh, They posted online, uh, you know, just you could really get the sense of them. They say, as we grow older, time is punctuated by appointments and alarm clocks, and we forget how to live at our own pace. And so they set up a Kickstarter account. They raised $16,301, okay? They got themselves one of those VW Westphalia uh, camper van things, you know? Oh, those look so fun. I love that. They they look, and they set out on their journey. They've been posting on at hashtag van life. They have 132,000 followers of them and they've been traveling around uh, South America. So seems like a good idea. And we've talked to people on satellite sisters who have wanted to take these big adventures with their family, with their children, you know, while they're young. And so three and six, that's pretty young, but they did it. And it all seemed like it was going fine until they were they were had boarded a cargo ship because they were going to take a little trip down the Amazon River. How fun is that, right? Yeah, Rustic? yeah. What could go wrong? Well, things <laughs> went really wrong. That the cargo ship was attacked by pirates, uh, and the pirates locked up the family. They were threatening the family with guns, and they they were they took the cargo ship. They brought it to the river's edge um, of the Amazon, and they were they were stealing all the cargo on the cargo ship. So the family was like trapped in this cabin. They've got these marauding pirates out on the boat. You know, they have a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and they decide that the, you know they're really fearing for their lives, and they and they decide that they have to make an escape. One of the two of the things that they wow. brought. I know. Wait till you hear this. Two of the things they brought on their trip were surfboards. So while the pirates were busy taking the cargo off the boat, they got these two surfboards that were in their cabins. They escaped from their cabin and they, they made an attempt to swim a mile and a half. And Liz, I know from Operation Sea Turtle, you know how far that is on their surfboards. So they had the kids on the surfboards, the two parents were in the water and they're trying to cross the Amazon river to get away from the pirates at night. Did I say at night? Oh my gosh. So, so this, so they make it to the other side of the Amazon river, but they are petrified because they feel like they're going to be other pirates out there. They don't know what to do. They don't know who the good guys are. Who the snakes. Bad guys. What about like snakes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So then we get, so they're hiding in the jungle. Okay. With the snakes, they're jaguars. There's just bugs there. You just, you name it there, but they stay hidden for 72 hours, which is a long time with the three-year-old and a six-year-old. Yes. Okay? Wow. And finally, they are rescued by the Brazilian police who are, were patrolling, patrolling the river because uh, they had gotten word that this cargo ship had been attacked. The, um, the police knew that there were some Americans on it. 
and that you know but the p- parents were afraid because they had bushwhacked a, a little bit into the jungle but there were you know other tribes in the jungle and they didn't know whether they were friendly or not so they just didn't know which way to go but they saw the brazilian police boat and they were able to board that and it's just a miracle they're sunburned they were dehydrated they were covered in bug bites completely covered in bug bites can you imagine uh, but they were okay uh, is that something as a wow, story? Wow, that is really a good tale for the Thanksgiving table. You're going to shut it down there, man. <laughs> and so, but they they were so relieved. Uh, they Their family thought they were dead because they had heard that they had been kidnapped. So they thought they, you know, they've, they've all been killed. So it was a miracle that they made it out of the jungle alive and that they survived with these very young children you know, for, you know, for three days, just, uh, just hiding in the jungle and they ate bugs and fruit. That's all they had. I mean, again, cause they had, they had been paddling on the surfboards across the Amazon river. That is really something to be thankful for this year. That is, that, so they are going to be back in California. They were heading, they were leaving uh, Brazil right away and they were heading back to the United States. Uh, so just sort of file that away. If you're thinking about the big family adventure, you know, you might <laughs> work out your pirate plan. Okay. That's it. Okay. <laughs> the other thing to think about, uh, cause it is, um, Thanksgiving is football. And, uh, this is an edition of the bitter business bureau. Now, you know, this is where from time to time we like to rail about, uh, people that are just, we're just bitter about their success or the amount of money they make or whatever it is. It's and just so the way they're operating. The yeah. way they operate, the whole thing, the bitter, the Satellite Sisters Bitter Business Bureau. Well, this edition is all about Roger Goodell, because I don't know if you've heard about, he's in contract negotiations. He, of course, is the commissioner of, <clears throat> of the NFL. And he's currently making $30 million, but that is not enough. Okay. In his new contract, he wants to make $50 million per year and he's not budging on that. Okay. That is it. But then there are two other key items in this contract proposal. And I can't decide which one I'm more bitter about that. He wants lifetime use of a private jet. So anytime he wants to fly around, he does not, he is not getting in going on American airlines or Southwest. Wow. No. And get this, he gets lifetime health insurance for his entire family. Okay, so which one are you most bitter about? The fifty million dollars, which is more than any player in the NFL. The, nobody, no, none of the players make that much, and he's already made two hundred million dollars in his career as a commissioner. So, uh, I think the health insurance thing bugs me more, Julie, just because the players don't have anything like that. Right, They're right, the right. ones who are actually out risking life and limb. Yeah, the players in the NFL, they don't even have guaranteed contracts, right? They got, right. they got nothing. So, yeah, that takes a lot of nerve to demand something for yourself that the people that are actually playing the game aren't even close to getting. That right. Okay, I'm bitter. I'm on okay. board. And, yeah. of course, As, the and NFL... historically, they have like zero history of supporting their players when they really need health insurance later on in their lives. So, right. yeah, I'm most bitter about the health insurance. The, health insurance. the private plane is just a douche move. I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm sorry. Usually don't use language like that. But the health insurance makes me better. Yes. 
yeah. is an outrage. I, That's an yeah. actual outrage. Yeah, I mean, because the NFL is, certainly is having their worst year in many years with declining TV ratings, uh, the whole on-field protests, and then, of course, their inability to really address in any effective way the concussions and brain injuries right. that are going on. And then you have that deflate gate uh, here in Dallas. It's like every day is is Ezekiel Elliott going to play or not play? You know, he has a is a six game suspension for uh, alleged uh, spousal abuse. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, okay. so it's a mess. It's a mess. So that's it. Well, that's let's just my... blame the commissioner for all of it. I'm yeah, with I you. think that's, yeah. I think it is. These the, all of those items just, he's, just ticked he's off the boss. Are, okay. for that amount of money. Yeah. He's the boss. So, okay. Well, there you have it. I'm done. That's <laughs> I, I feel better. I've gotten it off my chest. So share it with your family this holiday season. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? No one watches football on Thanksgiving, so it's good. It'll be unexpected. Unexpected. I think we can come together uh, in our bitterness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When we get back, uh, I have a whole block of food news. I have great news about cranberries and not so great news about Cheerios. And I honestly cannot believe that we have not talked about that super low calorie ice cream yet. So we're going to cover that. So stay with us. First, a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back. Fresh. Thanks, Hello Fresh. All right, this is Leanne. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys have been to the grocery store recently, but, you know, because I go every couple of hours, I can fill you in. <laughs> oh, good, Leanne. Okay, when yesterday, there is just so much food in the grocery store this time of year. Like every inch of square space is packed with delicious looking things. You know, all of a sudden the holiday baking aisle explodes and there are special treats and chocolates and the end of the aisle is filled with sparkling apple juice. I mean, it's just nuts how much food there is in the grocery store. Have That's a good point, Leanne. You're <laughs> yeah. right. They, they get just jam-packed this time of year. Very enthusiastic. So I have a couple of food stories we need to discuss. First of all, I was very I was unnaturally excited about a new product I saw in my Sunday circular this week, and that would be Cheerios chocolate peanut butter cereal. Okay, Cho- <laughs> chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. I know really? in my in my heart that that is not something I should ever taste because <laughs> once I taste it, that'll be it. It will be three meals a day. I'll be seeking out excuses to eat chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. But when I saw it, I was like, I just might get myself a box of that. And then what happened? Then I opened up the New York Times, where there, much to my surprise, a giant headline about, are Honey Nut Cheerios healthy? We look inside the box. So now the New York Times writer, Daniel Hakim, is doing an expose on Cheerios. (laughs) I can't believe the timing. I just can't believe it. He's going to ruin my good fun. And this is what he discovered, that... A serving of Honey Nut Cheerios has nine times the sugar as a serving of regular Cheerios. Really? That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. It's hard to justify. That's a a heartbreaker. That's sure. (laughs) Honey Nut Cheerios is America's best selling breakfast cereal by a comfortable margin. Did you know that? I didn't know that. that. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. And we're all just eating way too much sugar. And it just Mm -hmm. really, really made me sad because I enjoy the entire Cheerios line. Like, 
I think what Cheerios has done is fantastic. You know, wow, they took that basically tasteless product and then they did all these great versions of it. I mean, I particularly like the multigrain Cheerios, which I know has less sugar than that. But, I mean, who doesn't like the apple cinnamon Cheerios? The boys could eat Honey Nut Cheerios three meals a day. They're pumpkin spice Cheerios. Like, they're seasonal Cheerios. (laughs) I I never knew this about your family, that you eat so many Cheerios. Sometimes I open up the cereal thing and there's five different kinds of Cheerios in there. And now this guy has totally ruined Cheerios for me. That is wrong. That's wrong. And he did say this. What makes it seem doubly wrong, and Liz, you'll appreciate this as a brander or a marketer, is that, you know, the plain basic Cheerios are not bad for you. They don't have a lot Mm -hmm. of sugar. You know, it's like baby's first cereal and everything. I like them. Yeah. Right. And they, they have enough oats to slightly reduce your cholesterol. So they've taken what is basically a good product and then just like surfed off that good product's good name and then just created all these other things that taste delicious but are terrible for you. <laughs> so you know if the Honey Nut Cheerios have nine times the amount of sugar, I, the, who knows how many, you know, what the multiple is for the chocolate peanut butter. They actually uh, said it's cheers. slightly less. He said it's, he, he mentions that in the article, it's slightly less. Like the Honey Nut Cheerios, it's like... It is literally made of sugar, basically. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) That is the thing about the honey nut. That's very sly because you would know that the chocolate has a lot of sugar in it. But I guess the word honey is kind of a giveaway. Yeah. (laughs) But people think of honey. You look at honey nut and think, oh, that's dangerous for me. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and then he does point out, because he just has to be a complete killjoy. There aren't any nuts in honey nut. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <Yes, either. laughs> All right. Just, I'm sad. So oh, I'm sorry. Well, don't send to, don't send him a Christmas card, Leanne. Yeah. He, he's not getting a love pop card. No, no. he's, he's uh-uh. not getting a love pop card for me. But um, that I went when I went to the grocery store. Oh, there they were. The world's biggest display of chocolate peanut butter Cheerios, and I just <laughs> walked. Did you resist? I did. Walk right past it. I just, oh, just broke my heart. So there you go. I just, uh, thanks a lot, Daniel. Um, all right. Up next, uh, up next, speaking of locale, have you tried the Halo Top ice cream? This is an ice cream sensation. The low I, I don't even know what this is. Fill me in on this. Oh, Liz, where are you I been? try not to read anything that's about ice cream. Okay. <laughs> oh, this might you. This might be uh, you. Could do this, Liz. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, think about it. Okay, so okay, Liz, the guy who created this ice cream, he's a lawyer. Okay, and he just didn't understand why he couldn't create a creamy tasting, delicious ice cream that was low calorie. His theory was basically that you get a pint of ice cream, you're going to eat the whole pint. So if you could yeah. just reduce the calorie and the sugar and the fat in a single pint, and like. Put the calories right on the front of the label. Let people know, go ahead, eat this entire pint. It's only 240 calories that that would be the way to go. So three years ago, he was a lawyer. Now it's one of the most successful products at Walmart. It is literally flying off the shelves. And he has a lot of the same basic ingredients, sugar, cream, eggs, but he replaces a lot of the sugar with xylitol, you know, and uh, stevia. Okay. So, or no, not xylitol erythritol, erythritol, and supplemental fibers. See, I'm not eating that. What is that? Here's here's the thing, Liz. You get pretty excited, okay? You get the pint, and you're like, oh, my gosh, salted caramel, 240 calories, fantastic. And you eat it, and you think, I ate it. I ate a whole pint. It was 240 calories, okay? 
I never would have bought this, but my husband wanted me to buy it. So we had a bunch. So I bought it for like a month. You know, we tried a bunch of flavors. And after after about a month, I realized this tastes terrible. I mean, it just. <laughs> you know, some of my, my friend told me a tip is if you let it soften up, it tastes a little better. But it doesn't taste good. It That's doesn't taste good. It, it no. doesn't. It's not creamy. Like, I, no. it's, I would rather have three bites of real ice cream than a pint of this. That's yeah. the conclusion I've come to. And, you know, nutritionists right. say like. Okay, eating a pint of this a day is just a bad plan. Like, that's that's not good. Yeah, so. just all of that, like, fake stuff, concocted things. Yeah. You're right. Just more is not better. No. So that's that's it. And I think the good news with this, as opposed to the deliciousness of Cheerios, the loss of which I'll never get over, like, uh-huh. this, like, I don't ever have to eat this again. I'm done. This is no good yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Halo Top. I'd rather have. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad I never tried good, it. Good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know I saw in L.A. they're opening up a scoop shop. Good luck scooping that stuff. I mean, <laughs> that's the worst job in L.A. Okay. All right. And now on to something we all can get behind, and that's cranberries. Uh, it's just, yeah. just a small salute to cranberries. Uh, I found some information at parade.com, which was clearly paid for by. Good, re- good research, Liam. <laughs> a, a lot of good research. It gets even better because it's pretty much just a PR plant from the Cranberry Growers Association of Wisconsin. But they okay. they don't really say that in the article. But because I'm a critical reader, Julie, I could figure that out. How do I know? Wait, because... wait a second. There are cranberries in Wisconsin? Liz. I thought cranberries I'm... were totally the New England thing. I'm so glad you asked, Liz, because here are some fantastic yeah. facts about cranberries. The first of which is 60% of the U.S. cranberry crop is grown in Wisconsin. Okay, that's a scam. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> well, 60... That's fake news, Aaliyah. No, really, we have a rule. Make maple syrup, too, or something. That's... <laughs> They say after that, this is why I know this was paid for by the Cranberry Growers Association of Wisconsin, because after that, they mentioned Massachusetts, New Jersey, Oregon, and Washington are the other leading producers. But six zero, sixty percent. Now, we know we have Bridget, who works on the Cape, growing yeah. in, the, in the bogs, you know. Right. So, Bridget, if you want to dispute that fact, let us know. Let us know. what Liz thinks it's fake, but uh, this is, according mm-hmm. to Parade Magazine, this is true. Now, I'm rejecting that. Okay. Uh, you know, here's other, like, statistics you don't care about about cranberries. 96% of first-time hosts plan to include cranberries <laughs> in their Thanksgiving <laughs> feast. What is that? That's a stupid stat. All right. <laughs> Americans consume 4 million, 400 million pounds of cranberries annually. That seems like a lot to me, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 2.3 pounds of cranberries are consumed per capita, mainly in the form of juice. Um, but this is the this is the number I really liked. Okay, I just want you to guess. All right, if you had to guess, on average, the number of berries in a can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> this is fun. Is there a prize? Nope. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing this unless I get a prize, Liam. Okay. <laughs> berries in a can. Yeah. Okay. A can of cranberry sauce. I'm gonna say there's probably like a hundred berries. Okay, Julie, your guess. I, I'm going with fifty. <laughs> no, 200. There are 200. That's a lot of cranberries. That's good because cranberries are delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Especially the ones from Massachusetts. Yeah. So, so, anyway. Yeah, I don't think I can support Wisconsin cranberries. I just. 
I'm not certain about that. Okay. Well, I usually, the ones we get on the West Coast are usually from Oregon and Washington anyway. So, you know, just give them a chance. The people of Wisconsin are nice. They're not all about cheese. You guys, come on. Okay. Okay. Right. I just, and also, do you have any statistics, Leanne, on the sugar content of that versus, say, the chocolate peanut Cheerios? (laughs) I don't. I don't. Just because those could come out about even. It could. Oh, yeah. Put the chocolate peanut butter Cheerios in the Halo ice cream, Leanne. (laughs) Then you've got a good dessert. That's a a good dessert, y'all. All All right. And and I will say, goodforparade.com, they had like five fantastic cranberry recipes, including one I might try, cranberry pecan and goat cheese sweet potato bites. Ooh, they look really good. All right. I'll, I'll post that recipe. But anyway, there you go. There's some cranberry facts for your Thanksgiving table. I mean, Todd, you're going to use, mark my words, people will be tossing out. Guess how many cranberries there are in a can of cranberry sauce? That's a good one, Leanne. That is really good non-political material. It is. Between that and the pirate story, you're, you're set. <laughs> All right. I have a quick follow-up to my ongoing series that I've called HOA. H-E, double hockey sticks. This is a homeowners association wars. You know, I've had my own issues here in my own building. And then last week we talked about the Rand Paul assault, which, which is still a mystery, right? Way, it's still super mysterious what really went on here. Right. The, you know, it appears that Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky was attacked by his neighbor over landscaping issues. But we don't really know for sure. But they're both denying the landscaping uh, line. So who knows? Yeah. So I think men know. I think men know what this was over. (laughs) Just going to say that. (laughs) Totally landscaping. Well, okay. Well, now I have an HOA, HE double hockey sticks, uh, the celebrity edition. Because because of the Rand Paul thing, now other stories of people getting into disputes over landscaping uh, are making the papers. And can I just remind you, I told this story on Satellite Sisters like three years ago, but in my building, on the south side of the building, we have a big hedge that runs the length of the block, the length of the building. And one of the neighbors that lives on that side trimmed the hedge to her own specifications, not where the rest of the hedge goes. It looks so bad, people. You just have yeah. to trust us. You almost looks, can't believe it as you drive by. That one. It looks like the- it looked like a bad haircut, like some yes. five-year-old yes. uh, was in charge yes. of a hedge clippers. So, so that's anyway. So here are a couple of celebrity examples of this kind of thing, uh, and of course, one involves Martha Stewart. So I'll have to finish on that. So uh, on Kauai, Hawaii, Mark Zuckerberg rankled locals by building a legal wall. It was legal, but it blocked an ocean view. And some of them claimed in the court documents, it even blocked a breeze. So somehow he managed to stop the wind. And they, the, the neighbor told the local paper that the wall was oppressive. And others made unfair comparisons with the president's proposed wall for Mexico. Okay, so so that's Mark Zuckerberg. Then there's this one. This was a while ago, Leanne, you might remember when Julie Newmar, of course, who we know as Catwoman from the Batman TV series, uh, she egged Jim Belushi's house. (laughs) 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 And her gripe was that he added onto his home and it um, blocked the sunlight onto her garden. So uh, so she did that. Uh, then there was a whole Larry Ellison in San Francisco. Of course, you can imagine 
uh, that the Larry Ellison was in the news for suing the San Francisco neighbors below him for letting their privacy trees grow despite the city's tree dispute resolution ordinance guidelines. So that became a whole full-blown media spectacle. But then my favorite, of course, just because of the language he uses when she describes things, is that Martha Stewart got into a big fight with the neighbor at her Hamptons property. Uh, you know, that is the, what's it called? Lily Pond Lane, right? Yep. So, yes. so, so her neighbor, Harry Macklow, she accused him of erecting an illegal fence. And she had already been feuding with him um, for a while. And in her complaint, she accused him of, quote, trying to suburbanize the area with inappropriate dark greenery. <laughs> so i I appreciate both the words suburbanization uh, you know that that would be anathema to martha of course and that it was the color of his actual plants that she had inappropriate yeah that is yes so he put in more of this inappropriately dark (laughs) greenery anyway and she ripped out a bunch of the plants uh before he got an injunction to stop her and then his landscaper accused her of backing into him in her car. Oh, wow. That's bad. Yeah. So we can't, Martha we can't, yeah. Plants are one thing, but landscapers are another. Martha, that's yes. a bridge too far. Uh, really, really. So Peace there you on go. earth. Peace on earth. <laughs> so that is HOA, H-E double hockey sticks, this week's celebrity edition. But I'm very excited that all the HOA news is becoming like a beat now, like a national beat. And there are going to be all sorts of fantastic stories about like, leaf blower wars across America. So, uh, so you have my promise that I will be following them. All right, Liz, I wanted to give the people an update on a business idea I had a month ago when I went to New York and I just couldn't find a single bathroom in New York. I couldn't find one. And the ones I found were awful and it required you to buy something you didn't need to use the bathroom. And I proposed a business solution. I put it out there. I don't have time to do it, but if you wanted to create a series of private ladies rooms called the ladies room where people would pay for the privilege of using a ladies room, just simple, nice, well done ladies rooms. Okay. And people thought it was a good idea. And I guess I wasn't the first one there because then a week later I got a pitch at satellitesisters.com about a new app. The app is called good to go. All right. (laughs) Good to go. It's a cute name. Good. And then the number two and then go. And here's what the company is doing. It's being test marketed in San Francisco, of course. So this is not just an app to show you where you can use so-and-so's bathroom. They are actually going into so-and-so's bathroom, say a Pete's Coffee or a Creamery or a cafe. The company good to go is is actually remodeling the bathroom for the retailers with modern fixtures. It's going to be clean. They have a like a special wireless thing on the door. There's no more codes or keys or anything. It all works from your phone. And the company Good to Go goes in, fixes up these bathrooms, and then these bathrooms are available to people who have subscribed to the app. So if you go into, I, I would I would subscribe to that. It's an I unbelievable idea, isn't it? 
I think a it's pretty bath, good. A guaranteed clean bathroom? Yes. Yes. I'm yes. in. I'm in. At, at a place where you wouldn't be afraid to go, like a Pete's Coffee. So they're not yeah. expecting Pete's to pay for their bathroom maintenance for you. And that way you can go in and you don't have to feel compelled to get a cup of coffee, which will only exacerbate <laughs> your bathroom issues. Okay? Because <laughs> you pay for the app. Now, for a small, short time, the app is free. It's being test marketed in San Francisco. So if we have any Satellite Sisters listeners in San Francisco, I would love for you to download the app. And the next city up is New York City. I mean, this is a fantastic idea. And mm-hmm. I like the way they do it. And, of course, because they're tech people, they're like, you know, we're taking an underutilized portion of somebody's retail space, the bathroom, basically, and we're using it to draw in customers to the company. So clearly they're presenting, the app people are saying to the businesses, this is a win-win. We'll fix up your bathroom. You have to let these people use it. They're going to operate it from their phone. But then, you know, they're in your store, so they might buy something. And they have right, well, even... that's how people choose gas stations, don't they? By the cleanliness of a bathroom, yeah. right? Yeah. You remember if you're taking a road trip, like, oh, yeah, let's stop here because they had a clean bathroom. Yeah. Right. And, and the freeing you up from buying something or talking to the clerk, that's good. And then the whole app runs off your phone. So they showed an example where if you're sitting there, you know, like you're next in line. You don't even physically have to wait in line. Mm, you can sit well... down and then the... The, the special, you know, phone reader knows, oh, yeah, this is the next person in line. And then you go. It's, it's Wow. It's good to go. Good to go. In the bathroom. You go in the bathroom. Okay, good to good. go. I mean, I have to say, at first I was skeptical, but then I looked at all the PR material and watched the videos. I was like, <laughs> this is great. And again, subscriptions are free for a limited time. And then they're going to be available by the day, the week, or the month. So Oh, Oh, yep. that's good. So it's not something you have to sign up for a year. Like if you knew you were going to be in New York for a week, you could just join for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. As long as the data about my bathroom habits isn't getting sold to third parties. I'm going to yeah, yeah. Do they do they rate the, the person who went? Like, do you get a five-star rating? Just like Uber. Yes. Uber. <laughs> I'll have to ask these questions. Maybe I'll have an ongoing dialogue with Good to Go. You don't yes. know. Okay. You don't know. All right. Follow up answers for us, Liam. We are going to take a break. And when we get back, um, Julie, you have apparently some tips on how to make anyone look smarter. Just smarter. You want to be smarter for the holidays. I've got some foolproof tips. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. This is Liz, and this is a little tech story that I'm just going to call Do As I Say, Not As I Do. Uh, I had mentioned that I was about to start working on securing health insurance for the new year and that I was not looking forward to this. Well, I found this super helpful advisor to take me through it, and we had a little meeting, and I knew what my choices were, like in the silver plan here in California. We have choices, so I thought about it. I did some research. Then I made the follow-up appointment to work with her to actually buy it. But in scheduling the follow-up appointment, I didn't realize that I had to be like across town for something right after that. So I ended up having to do the follow-up phone call with her from a Starbucks across town. And, the, and then as I'm on the phone with her, I just I think I just really hadn't thought this through. She's like, when I confessed that I was in a Starbucks, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to need you to give me like your social security number <laughs> and your credit card number. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is like, 
This is exactly what they tell you never to do. First of all, you're on a public Wi-Fi network, right? Right. You're signed right. into the Starbucks network. And then you should have seen me. Like, I just decided I had to do it anyway because it was like, whatever. I, and I know I shouldn't have done it, which is why I felt like I needed to talk about it. So, but as I'm, as she's asking me for this information, she's like, and what is your date of birth? And I'm like, me, 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 me. <laughs> she's like, could you speak up a little? I'm like, no, I really can't because they're going to be standing next to me. Anyway, so... That was incredibly stupid, and I'm only confessing it now because, you know, it's over, so nobody can steal all of that information. But if you're if you're making an appointment to buy new health insurance, uh, I suggest do not do what I did. Okay. Well, Liz, uh, you just admitted that you've done some dumb things, but don't yeah. worry, because uh, Forbes magazine had a new article out that was guaranteed ways to appear, appear, it's not going to make you smarter, but to appear smarter than you are. So maybe if you had some of these techniques, (laughs) none of this would have happened to you. Okay, Lillian, are you ready? I'm I'm ready. Some of these, you know, we're not going to spend any time dwelling on, like believing in yourself and speaking expressively and looking people in the eye, blah, blah, blah. That that is not really going to help. But here are the things that are going to make ways to make you appear smart, smarter. First of all is stop drinking. Apparently people who drink a lot of alcohol do not come across as being very smart. Okay. So you want to cut that back there. Okay. Secondly, use a middle initial. Do you ever use a middle initial? No, I do occasionally. of enhanced perceived social status and intellectual status with people who, um, who use a middle initial. Same, re, you know, research documents that were submitted as Michael Clark. And then if they put Michael J. Clark, the Michael J. Clark um, article was re- perceived as being much more intelligent. Huh. Very so use middle initial. Okay. You got to do that. Okay. Got to get yourself some glasses because people who wear thick, Full frame glasses are perceived to be more intelligent. <laughs> Just so obvious, but I guess yeah. it apparently it works. Okay, like now right, this like, like Rick Perry, the Secretary of Energy, right? He got those glasses, and boom! All of a sudden, he's a cabinet secretary. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Okay, but this one, I think we can incorporate into some of our speaking gigs. That if you use graphs in your speeches, okay, in your presentations. <laughs> Okay. Graphs. People love graphs. Even if they don't understand what the graph graph is, even if it has nothing to do with your speech, if you have a graph in your report or your presentation, boom, you're smarter than the average bear. Do you guys have time to put a graph into your presentation tomorrow? No. What would we want a graph, Julie? What would be an X and a Y axis? We're going to have to work on that. Okay. We're going to have to do it. But bring your glasses, Liz. Okay. Definitely bring your glasses. And with no cocktails before our speech. But just so you might want to check this out, we'll put it, we'll post it on our Facebook page. Guaranteed ways to appear smarter than you are. Okay. All right. A little, a few things on the Facebook group that I wanted to shout out to Gail. Gail, thank you so much. She posted a news story that said in Australia, Aussies have voted to name one of the Sydney Harbor ferries, ferry, <laughs> make ferry face. I saw that land. And, you know, that, that just made me super happy uh, until I read Eric who posted right beneath that saying that was fake news. It was totally not true. He's a Sydney local. Um, so Eric is looking into it. I enjoy the fact that we have fact checking in the Satellite <laughs> Sisters Facebook group better than many other organizations we know. So thank you, Gail. Thank you, Eric. 
Um, I posted something on the weekend. My uh, water aerobics class was canceled yesterday because of what they said was a biohazard in the pool. So I put an Operation Sea Turtle notice in the group, and I knew I knew how people were going to respond. And I was very happy to see Liz, Jennifer, Meg, and Mary all immediately go to Caddyshack because you can't hear about biohazards in a pool without thinking of the baby Ruth scene in Caddyshack. <laughs> and then the last person I wanted to thank was Marsha. She posted a super cute photo of herself in her satellite sister's baseball cap sister. Oh, so you know, so oh, that I, is a cute picture. I love yeah. that picture. Yeah. Yeah. She's in Malibu. So, or she was when the photo was taken. So I want to encourage more of that as you get all your satellite sisters products from our shop, or you give them to your own satellite sisters, photos of people sporting the stuff would be much appreciated in the satellite sisters, Facebook group. So just, just join there. And we are always happy to approve you. All right. Great show. Listen, we've got a wrap. Uh, you guys have a safe, safe trip to Nashville. I know you're going to do very well. So I'm proud yes. of you. Probably. I'm going to wear some glasses or something. I think. Yeah. Glasses. That will be good. And maybe we'll have a graph in our speech. <laughs> All right. Madam Secretary and Poldark recap at the end of the week. Have a great, uh, have a great week, sisters. You Thanks, too, Leanne. Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.